Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. place to listen to us is on our website, snoozecast.com. From there, you'll be able to download or play single episodes without having to change any autoplay settings on your device or in your podcast directory. This episode is brought to you by The Last Piece of Cake. Tonight, I'll be reading a snoozy opening to a short story called The Young King within Oscar Wilde's A House of Pomegranates. A House of Pomegranates was written in 1891 as a collection of fairy tales that Wilde may have said was intended neither for the British child nor the British public. The young king tells the story of the illegitimate shepherd's son of the recently dead king's daughter, and now the only heir to the kingdom. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. The Young King It was the night before the day fixed for his coronation, 
and the young king was sitting alone in his beautiful chamber. His courtiers had all taken their leave of him, bowing their heads to the ground, according to the ceremonious usage of the day, and had retired to the great hall of the palace to receive a few last lessons from the professor of etiquette, there being some of them who had still quite natural manners, which in a courtier is, I need hardly say, a very grave offense. The lad, for he was only a lad, being but sixteen years old of age, was not sorry at their departure, and had flung himself back with a deep sigh of relief on the soft cushions of his embroidered couch, lying there, wild-eyed and open-mouthed, like a brown woodland fawn, or some young animal of the forest newly snared by the hunters. And indeed, it was the hunters who had found him, coming upon him almost by chance, as bare-limbed and pipe in hand, he was following the flock of the poor goat herd who had brought him up, and whose son he had always fancied himself to be. The child of the old king's only daughter by a secret marriage with one much beneath her in station, a stranger, some said, who, by the wonderful magic of his lute playing, had made the young princess love him, while others spoke of an artist from Rimini, to whom the princess had shown much, perhaps too much honor, and who had suddenly disappeared from the city, leaving his work in the cathedral unfinished. He had been, when but a week old, stolen away from his mother's side as she slept, and given into the charge of a common peasant and his wife, who were without children of their own, and lived in a remote part of the forest, more than a day's ride from the town. Grief, or the plague, as the court physician stated, or, as some suggested, a swift Italian poison administered in a cup of spiced wine, slew, within an hour of her awakening, the white girl who had given him birth. And as the trusty messenger who bare the child across his saddle bow stooped from his weary horse and knocked at the rude door of the goat herd's hut, the body of the princess was being lowered into an open grave that had been dug in a deserted churchyard beyond the city gates, a grave where it was said that another body was also.